This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Right now, all stock outlets with USB ports are on sale. Ditch the need for bulky USB adapters. Upgrade your home with features like ultra-fast charging, allowing you to charge your smart devices up to 40% faster than standard USB outlets. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all the great deals happening this week. Save big money at Hello everyone and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Thursday, June 9th, 2022. On today's episode of the show, we're going to be talking about the future of the Ghostbusters franchise. My name is Ben Pearson. I'm an editor at SlashFilm.com and I'm joined on today's episode by Slash Film editor Brad Oman. Hello! Brad, you're the biggest Ghostbusters fan I know, so I thought it would be cool to have you on and uh, just talk solely about Ghostbusters today. It's probably going to be a shorter episode than normal, but there's something called Ghostbusters Ectofest that uh, I guess was going on very recently, I, I think as like up to earlier today, and a bunch of Ghostbusters-related news has come out. Um, as a, a Ghostbusters diehard, were you following this stuff closely, Brad, or were you too busy with other stuff to, to really pay attention to this? Yeah, I was way too busy to like fully pay attention. And also, I had no idea that like this Ectofest thing that was happening live in person was even going on. Because uh, the, the biggest announcements out of this came like late last night at like 9 p.m. Pacific time. So I don't know if this was like another follow-up thing like when they did Ghostbusters Fan Fest and this was something that uh, came together or if it was just like a small like kind of press event thing where they invite a bunch of people to cover it but like it was mostly tied to Ghostbusters Day which happened yesterday and because we saw that there was news early in the morning and then there was supposed to be stuff announced throughout the day and apparently there was but there just wasn't like a live stream or like steady uh, announcements that came out throughout the day. Everything pretty much like came around late last night, and then a press release was sent out this morning with like a breakdown of everything that came huh. out of it. So, okay. Uh, well, speaking of that, let's just go through sort of beat by beat of what was released in that uh, in that press release. So, uh, what we have coming up in the Ghostbusters universe: there is an animated feature film. Sony Pictures Animation is in development with Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan on an animated movie based on the Ghostbusters IP. So we don't really know any details about exactly what that's going to be. Um, we just know that it's going to be part of the expanding Ghostbusters universe. So, uh, you know, gut check, uh, gut check reaction, Brad. What do you think about a Ghostbusters animated feature film? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm interested, especially because I, I feel like this is going to be something that is separate from the live action franchise and hopefully we'll introduce like new characters, maybe put a stylized uh, spin on Ghostbusters, uh, perhaps something akin to, you know, real Ghostbusters or extreme Ghostbusters, the, the animated series that were out in the 80s and 90s. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of potential here. Uh, you have uh, Chris uh, Pernosky, who executive produced Beavis and Buddy the Universe, and Jennifer Kluska from Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. I prefer one of those over the other one. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, Brenda, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but I'm going to say uh, Hesui, maybe? 
supervising producer from Disjointed uh, working on the, the project. So I think it just depends, you know, what the story is and what the animation style is. You know, for, for a long time, I have been wishing that someone like Lord and Miller would do an animated Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were even once supposed to be working on like a Ghostbusters project that wasn't necessarily part of the main franchise, but kind of like Ghostbusters adjacent, I guess. Uh, but nothing ever, ever came of that. So I, I'm, I'm curious at the very least to see what this is like. Um, even as somebody who uh, wasn't super in love with Ghostbusters Afterlife, but loved, you know, most of it until the end. Uh, I'm hoping Reitman and Keenan have, you know, a good grasp on like what they can do with Ghostbusters outside of their own ideas for the franchise. Well, you mentioned Lord and Miller. And one of the things that I associate them the most is uh, with is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, and Sony Pictures Animation is the same company that worked on Into the Spider-Verse. And they also worked on the Mitchell versus the Machines. So I think at the very least, we can expect this to like look really cool. And, and maybe I feel like Sony uh, Pictures Animation right now is sort of like the company that everybody else is chasing in terms of uh, the CG animated world anyway, like the, you know, Western focused kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, just because they're, they did, they like pushed the goalpost so far ahead with Spider-Verse and they seem to be uh, continuing to do that with their other projects. And and so I hope that, um, you know, just on like a stylistic level, even if the, uh, the create the creative side of it of it um, you know story wise or whatever ends up uh, disappointing or something at least it could be something like really cool that maybe could be um, I don't know expanded on in, in interesting ways later on down the road but yeah uh, you mentioned um, Jason Reitman and, and Gil Keenan these guys were responsible for Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, the next item that was released in this press release is that there is a Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel that is coming and they those two confirmed what the end credits of Ghostbusters Afterlife hinted at, that the live-action sequel will, will return to the original film's New York City and Firehouse setting. What do you make of this, Brad? Yeah, this was pretty expected. Uh, we were just kind of waiting for some kind of official announcement. The The working title is also Firehouse. So that's not necessarily the title of the movie. That's just what it'll be going by when they're they're in production. Um, much like the working title for Ghostbusters Afterlife was Rust City. Um, so yeah, I, I'm curious how this is going to work. Cause like, it seems weird to like restart the Ghostbusters franchise. And I mean that by in world franchise, taking it back to New York and potentially involving like kids and making them the center of like what was essentially a blue collar business in the mm-hmm. original Ghostbusters. So I don't know if they'll introduce, you know, some new adult characters and this will kind of maybe be the, the Ghostbusters three that we thought would happen, uh, you know, a long time ago, back when there was the idea of passing the torch to like a new team of Ghostbusters who uh, were like basically the next generation of uh, big comedy actors. You know, there were tons of names rumored back when they were trying to get Ghostbusters 3 off the ground. People like Bill Hader and Ben Stiller and Donald Glover and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. any, anyone and everyone who was like big in comedy was like linked to a Ghostbusters project at some point. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious what what this will be like. Uh, it's, you know, cool that they're returning to New York City. I just hope that Reitman and Keenan, you know, can really do something that feels a little bit more uh, original this time and stands on its own as opposed to relying on so much uh, nostalgia and that's coming from somebody who likes nostalgia and uh, but there was just there was a lot of it in Ghostbusters Afterlife and it didn't really feel like uh, it stood on its own quite as well as I as I hoped it would because um, I, I think the first two thirds of Ghostbusters Afterlife is great it feels like an Amblin movie uh, but the ending kind of just like uh, left a bad taste in my mouth so mm. um, I'm curious hopeful and uh, yeah we'll see 
Okay, so I never saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, Brad. I do know that the original uh, Ghostbusters cast was sort of like, um, you know, looped back into the project and and appeared, you know, made an appearance. They couldn't keep that cameo uh, safe and bottled up forever. So that that sort of, I, I absorbed that through cultural osmosis. Um, so knowing that, uh, what do you think the storyline is? I mean, you mentioned like, you know, it would be kind of weird bringing these kids um you know, bringing these kids like back into New York and then uh, putting them in, the, in this blue collar original job. But like, what, what are what do you think the involvement looks like for those original cast members? There was so much back and forth for years and years about Bill Murray coming back and like whether he was actually going to do it and all that. Do you think it's, it's just going to be easy for for Reitman and Keenan to be like, hey, come back again for the sequel? Or do you think they're going to have to go through that same song and dance all over again? Well, so the, the end credit scene for Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, features Ernie Hudson as Winston Zeddemore. And he's basically become this very successful businessman. Uh, he's rich enough that he can keep Ray's occult bookshop open. And he also kept... Uh, the firehouse under his ownership, even though everyone else thought that it was uh, condemned and, and sold. Uh, so uh, basically, the, the hint was that Winston was going to restart Ghostbusters at the old firehouse. Like mm. there's a, a shot of him walking through it and everything. And that, that's pretty much what the, the setup is. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Winston was the only one who came back and had like a prominent role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubt you're going to get Bill Murray back for another one. You might get Dan Aykroyd to make an appearance, but I don't think he'll be one of the main characters. Um, I think Winston's probably going to be the driving force of the seeing the original legacy of Ghostbusters carried on through this uh, sequel franchise. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so they also announced uh, a Ghostbusters VR Academy. I know that they've done some Ghostbusters VR stuff before, but this is, is being uh, billed as a new fully immersive training simulator broken up into two distinct games set in the world of Ghostbusters. Um, there are going to, I guess, be the uh, platforms at over 400 locations by the end of this year. Um, Brad, I think you've participated in some of the Ghostbusters VR stuff before. Are you interested in this at all? Uh, so there hasn't actually been like a full-on Ghostbusters VR uh, game like this yet. They've done some VR uh, things, but they um, they were like uh, at those places that actually have like immersive VR experiences. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, and yeah. I, I haven't been able to, to do that yet. So um, I'm definitely curious about this because I have I played the uh, the Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge VR thing. There was also a a Jurassic World VR game that I played, and uh, the the gameplay is fairly simplistic just because VR is still kind of developing and figuring itself out. So it's not quite as advanced as the video games on you know PlayStation Five and uh, you know Xbox Series X and, and whatnot. But it's uh, I'm I'm mostly excited just because it's Ghostbusters and it's VR, and so like the idea of them being able to make you feel like you're you know wielding a proton pack and catching ghosts sounds like uh, it could be be a lot of fun. So I'm I'm curious to check it out. Okay, the next thing up is a Ghostbusters comic book series by Dark Horse. Uh, the acclaimed comic book company will work with Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan on a Ghostbusters comic book series that will help bridge the gap between Ghostbusters Afterlife and the upcoming sequel. Um, I guess let's, uh, well, okay. First of all, Brad, any reactions to the comics? Have you dipped into the comics at all? Uh, so I've read some of the comics that they used to uh, be published over at IDW, but the rights recently changed. So this is something completely new, and I'm not necessarily sure what to expect quality-wise, uh, especially because those comics were like kind of set uh, in their own world in a way. Um, and one of the things that was actually really cool about those comics is uh, they had a multiverse story that allowed them to take 
the New York Ghostbusters and have them meet the real Ghostbusters and the extreme Ghostbusters and the Ghostbusters from Ghostbusters Answer the Call, which was <laughs> very cool. And they did, they did, they've done a lot of fun things with that IDW comic. So, uh, But since this is Dark Horse, this is something new. And I, I'm curious what kind of like story they can tell to bridge the gap between the first and second movie since like it feels like there's not much like time in between there like maybe it'll be like the story of how they come become acclimated to like being in new york and becoming like ghostbusters in new york i, I don't know it because it, it's hard to tell since we don't know exactly what the story of the next ghostbusters afterlife movie is going to be so mm-hmm. it's going to be only winston like filling out uh financial paperwork to get the company back up and running and like that way the the uh, firehouse can actually be operational when the opening credits of the new movie come yeah. in so it's going to be very exciting stuff brad also <laughs> real quick to go back i realized that i was kind of confused about what this ghostbusters vr academy thing is because it says it's going to be at these hollow gate arena and blitz platform locations and so this might be just like a follow-up thing as to the vr things that i haven't actually tried because oh, maybe just an expansion of it yeah because the there's no the, thing yeah because there's no mention of it being like on on the the meta quest uh or the headset or anything like that so this might be like one of those things where you have to like go to a place to do vr oh yeah it does seem like that okay yeah that's a good clarification um okay so what i wanted to really uh talk to you about here is like let's let's have the uh the Jason Reitman, Gil Keenan conversation. These guys are all over this press release. They seem to be involved with every single aspect of Ghostbusters going forward. It seems very clear that like the keys to this franchise have been squarely handed over to these people. Obviously, Jason Reitman has, has a, a, you know, a family connection to this franchise. But uh, even with that said, do you think that these two are like the right people to become the, you know, the Kevin Feige of the Ghostbusters franchise. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like it's too early to know for sure, because there are, there are a lot of things that I really respected and enjoyed uh, about Ghostbusters Afterlife, even if I feel like the ending kind of botched and like left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I think it's so interesting that Reitman is now fully all in on Ghostbusters, considering how resistant he was to even making a Ghostbusters movie when he was still doing stuff like Thank You for Smoking and Juno and Up in the Air. Uh, You know, and Ghostbusters Afterlife was kind of like a surprising inspiration for him to tackle. And now that it's, you know, it, it landed pretty well with most Ghostbusters fans uh, and it's a hit, like it seems like now he's just all about doing more Ghostbusters stuff so like it's it's definitely like a surprising next phase of his career um and if I I see maybe he just had such a good time like doing this and fell in love with it so much that now it's like his new focus and you know I'm sure part of it is now even more so fueled by the fact that his father Ivan Reitman unfortunately you know passed away earlier this year and so now Ivan's not there to be running Ghost Corps with Dan Aykroyd because they were the ones who were at the head of Ghost Corps before, and they had been overseeing development of a bunch of other Ghostbusters projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it sounds like, you know, maybe Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan are taking the the reins. Gil Keenan is somebody who I feel like he, he has a lot of uh, potential. He just hasn't had, like, the right projects to really show it. Because I think Monster House is particularly... Uh, great, you know, a a good computer animated movie that has, uh, you know, some flares of like 1980s movies and cool animation style. But then like, you know, he also directed City of Ember, which is like, all right, whatever, you know, some interesting world building and stuff. And then uh, he directed the the awful Poltergeist remake in 2015. Mm. Um, So, you know, I I think that there's potential for Gil Keenan and Reitman's obviously proven himself as a filmmaker otherwise, but I think it's it's too early to know for sure if they're the right people. I think after we see like a Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel, we might have a better idea. 
Um, but yeah, it just all depends on like wh- what like the the style and tone of all these other projects are. Because like I think Ghostbusters has a world that is like ripe to really play in and like do some interesting things with, but mm-hmm. it just requires like the right filmmaking uh, minds to like really tackle it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there are two more other th- like two more I guess additional things that were that were mentioned in that press release. Uh, one of them is. Um, a Hasbro Ivan Reitman figurines, actually two of them um, that are going to be presented. uh, I guess like, let's see. uh, Are are they, are these like, can you tell from this Brad, whether or not these are going to be available to the public or is this just, no, this, this is two very special like figures that uh, one of them, they're going to keep at the ghost court office. That'll be permanently on display. And then the other one is going to be auctioned off and the proceeds for that are going to, uh, the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles for like a fundraising thing. And uh, they I think that they showed off one of these figures before because Hasbro made uh, two um, action figures, one for Jason Reitman of Jason Reitman. And all, I think also one of these is the one of Ivan Reitman. They came with like uh, a couple of additional accessories. Like one, I think Jason Reitman's had like a, a clapboard for the movie and stuff like that. And Reitman's has... Uh, his megaphone from the original Ghostbusters and whatnot. So it's just like cool little things that Hasbro did exclusively for for the Reitmans, and then now you know one of them is being auctioned off. So okay, gotcha. And and sort of like along those same lines, they actually named a road on the Sony Pictures lot uh, Ivan Reitman Way, which you know you'll see sometimes. I think um, Paramount recently recently did this for um, for Michael Bay, and I know that I actually attended the sort of unveiling ceremony where they did it for uh, Leonard Nimoy um, because the original Star Trek series filmed on the Paramount lot. Uh, that was many years ago. Um, but yeah, this is sort of like, I guess, in, in just, you know, paying tribute and homage to to Ivan Reitman. So that was one of the other things here. Okay, so the, the last, uh, I guess, real piece of like concrete news that will actually affect a lot of people is uh, Sony Pictures Animation and Netflix are developing an animated series. So earlier today, um, these two companies announced that they're in development on an all new animated series based on Ghostbusters, which has Reitman and Keenan attached as executive producers. Again, no further information about like the time period, the characters, the approach, the animation style, any of that. So there's a ton to speculate on here. But uh, yeah, what, what are you thinking about this, Brad? Yeah, so this was the, uh, the first thing that came out of Ghostbusters Day uh, yesterday. And uh, at the very least, you know, again, I'm, I'm curious because I grew up loving the real Ghostbusters as an animated series. Um, I didn't necessarily vibe with Extreme Ghostbusters very much, but that was kind of like a passing of the torch situation where uh, Egon was the senior Ghostbuster and he oversaw a new team of college-aged Ghostbusters. So uh, I'm curious as to see if this will be like a Ghostbusters reboot situation where they'll do like a new animated series inspired by the premise of the original Ghostbusters movie or if it'll, you know, maybe pick up uh, from the previous Ghostbusters movie. Honestly... I think what would be really cool is if they just did something akin to adapting the kind of stories that they made from the IDW comics series, because mm-hmm. I would love to see like that, that multiverse kind of story come together and see if they could bring all these different Ghostbusters universes into, you know, one at some point, I think that would be a lot of fun to see. But uh, since, you know, it is Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan attached to this as executive producers, uh, it could also easily be something that has, you know, ties to Ghostbusters afterlife uh, in some capacity, especially since they did kind of, 
um, pad out some of the like mythological history of uh, Ghostbusters with, um, you know, the, the history of uh, Gozer and uh, Ego Shandor and stuff like that. Mm. I would I would love to see like a period piece animated series because period pieces are are often, you know, super expensive to do in live action. But animation, I mean, the, the sky's the limit. So I, I don't know. That would be really awesome if they uh, if they just took it back and did like a, I don't know, like a 1930, almost like um like Batman the animated series or something, you know, like an art deco inspired, just like, uh, I mean, I guess Batman the animated series may be a bad example because that the tone of that was like surprisingly dark for, yeah. for kids. And that's not really exactly what Ghostbusters is or has ever been. Um, but, uh, you know, something like that. It, like, they take could even, plane, you know? Yeah, I mean, they could even make good on the, because the original premise for Ghostbusters was actually much bigger. Dan Aykroyd envisioned it as this like uh, intergalactic uh Ghostbusters franchise where there like there were a bunch of different uh, teams of Ghostbusters around the universe that dealt with various you know paranormal extraterrestrial uh, things like that and so wow. that, that's something that they could easily you know make good on and do an uh, entirely different Ghostbuster series in that man he was like ahead of the curve that sounds like a very 2022 uh, approach to a franchise but, yeah um, okay so last question for you Brad after all of this uh, what do you think about the future of the Ghostbusters franchise as a whole? Like, d- does the future look bright to you? Are you um, are you still like uh, on a sort of wait and see after the the bad taste that Afterlife left in your mouth? What do you think? It's yeah, it's mostly wait and see for me. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic just because I I do love Ghostbusters so much and like uh, you know even even the the movies that like I have walked away you know essentially not loving as much as I want to. There's a lot that I do. Uh, like in them, you know, I think Ghostbusters Answer the Call has its problems, but there's a lot of really enjoyable uh, elements and things done in it. You know, Ghostbusters 2 isn't particularly uh, a great movie, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, and Ghostbusters Afterlife is, you know, uh, an Amblin movie with a great cast of kids. Uh, and it's just uh, has it's, it's anything that just didn't work for me, you know. And so, like, I still like the characters. I still like Ghostbusters as a franchise. And, and the premise, I think, holds a lot of potential and promise so yeah for, for me it's it's a wait and see and I'm, I'm hoping that they can do something uh original and interesting that starts to like stand away from the nostalgia and step out kind of in a new direction that evolves the franchise and t- takes it into new uh territory but that also feels like familiar enough that it fits the ghostbusters you know vibe because that's that's one of the things that like i appreciated so much about ghostbusters afterlife is even though it wasn't quite on par with like the kind of movie that ghost the original ghostbusters was it like kept a lot of like it kept the spirit of the that movie intact but also evolved it into being something different to take the franchise uh, into the future. And that's, mm. that's what really what you need to do to successfully, like, you know, bring one of these franchises back. And so I, I'm hoping that there's some originality that Reitman and Keenan have to like start molding Ghostbusters into something that works for both old fans and new fans. Excellent. All right. Well, you can find much more about Ghostbusters at SlashHelm.com. I'm going to link to a couple of news articles in the show notes so you can read more information there if you choose to. Slash Film Daily is published every weekday, bringing you the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps, and send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, and mailbag topics to us at Peter at SlashFilm.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. 
and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.